For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez. Traditional gatherings are an important part of the season. The pandemic poses problems for continuing many of those traditions in person this year. Fortunately, WDAV, collaborating with its wonderful partners at St. John's Baptist Church in Charlotte and the Firebird Arts Alliance, is still able to present a special edition of Charlotte Lessons and Carols from St. John's for the event's 10th anniversary. You can hear it on WDAV on Tuesday, December 1st at 7 p.m. and at various other times throughout the holiday season. Joining me now via Zoom to speak about it are music director David Tang, St. John's music minister James Kevin Gray, senior pastor at St. John's, the Reverend Dr. Dennis Faust, and Patty Klein of the McClatchy Foundation, which has supported the event for the past several years. Welcome, everybody, and thank you. David, let me start with you. Before we talk about this year's event specifically, how in the past have you approached putting together each year's musical program? You know, every year is kind of like its own stained glass window. You've got, um, we sort of, the way we start is we, uh, Kevin and I talk and we pick a guest artist. And then as, and that's usually in sort of late spring, early summer. So my family goes nuts hearing Christmas music um, throughout the summer. And um, we pick these guest artists, talk to them about what music they'd like to do. And then little by little, we collect these little beautiful pieces of glass that sort of fit within this, this window. And, um, and after a while, once we get all the music selected, where we pick music for Vox and collaborations between the different participants, we then sort of start placing them in this window. And the, what's great is that, you know, there's these, there are these lead pieces in a stained glass window that lend the window structure. And in many ways, the lessons, the readings that tell the Christmas story are those structures. So every year, those are the same. And then we um, intersperse the pieces in the best way we can and, and make it artistic and diverse and varied. And we, we always, Kevin and I pride ourselves in keeping the audience guessing as to what's coming next and who's going to be playing what, when and singing. So um, it's a joyful experience, especially with Kevin in forming each year's stained glass collage of music and um so this this year is especially fun in all kinds of ways that's such a beautiful image i want you to tell me a little bit about how this year's going to be different because of covid we obviously couldn't have a live performance so what we've done is gone back through the 10 years that we've done this broadcast and picked highlights from uh, the the entire gamut of all the years, and um, so this this stained glass window will be twice as large. It'll be a couple hours long instead of just one, and uh, we've got many more pieces. And what I think it shows is that throughout the years we've had a wide variety of styles and genres and guests, and and you know in each year you can only pack in so much. So this time you're gonna get this huge panoply, this cornucopia of, of Christmas music. And it's just been a joy to work with you and Kevin on picking the, the best selections from each year and showcasing all the guests that have come through. And um, so it'll be a real, 
um, channel surf <laughs> experience where you have no idea what's coming next. Really no idea this time. Dennis, let me turn to you and ask you to explain the power and appeal of this format of lessons and carols. It's become a fixture for many congregations. What do you think is behind that? It seems to me as if we live in a world, even notwithstanding what all we're walking through right now with this pandemic, uh, we live in a world that is always looking for a meta-narrative, uh, something that will connect our stories and bring meaning and purpose from all of the various strands of life and threads that seem to be unraveling all the time. And, and I think that the Advent story, um, helping everyone focus again on the reality that uh, this story of God's revelation as we understand it as followers of, of Jesus as the Christ, um, what we find in this story is something that is much more than a baby being born in a stable one night or in a cave or whatever that story might be. It, it also connects us to the waiting and the expectation and the hope uh, and the peace and the joy and the love of this season. And, and I think the, the stories, these lessons, retelling that full story of Jesus from the prophecies uh, of the coming of a Messiah and expect that and the hope, all the way through the reality of what we find in the meaning of Jesus' death and resurrection. And um, I, I, always, um, I always relish and enjoy being the one who gets to read that passage from John um, toward the end of, of the program where we're able to say that darkness cannot, has not, will not, uh, you know, dispel the light, that the light penetrates darkness. And so I, I think part of this story and its power is that we are a people who need this story uh, more than we often realize. And at least once a year to offer this to the city as an ecumenical interfaith, just to the citizens, it uh, kind of, you know, brings us together with a little bit of uh, extra realization and, and purpose. Turning now to uh, James Kevin Gray, who is not only uh, the music minister at St. John's, but is also a composer. And Kevin, I was interested in knowing what it's like for you as a composer to work with the musicians in preparation for the yearly Lessons and Carols broadcast. Well, first of all, it's always a pleasure to work with David. We've worked on so many things together throughout the years, and uh, he's just a perfect musical partner. As a composer, you have all these notes, and you've heard them in your head and you have an idea of what they should sound like. But when musicians take the time and they literally breathe life into it, it's like watching uh, a child being born, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it really is. And it's, uh, the other thing about it is, as a composer, you kind of have an idea of what something might sound like in your head, but everybody brings something different that you, maybe you didn't think of. Uh, you know, working with, uh, with other directors too, I'm not one of those people that is um, composers that's overly concerned about dictating every little tiny thing. I love to hear other people's interpretation because they're going to hear something in it that, that again, that you didn't or have a different idea. So 
uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. Let me ask Patty why the McClatchy Foundation has chosen to support this event over the past few years. The McClatchy Foundation is a family foundation began in 1990 by my aunt and uncle, Deborah and Dorothy McClatchy. They are people from Atlanta who traveled all over the world and were inspired by the richness of diverse cultures, of arts and education. And they established this foundation to share their financial resources with others for years to come. I became a member of the McClatchy Foundation Board about 15 years ago, shortly after my aunt passed away at the age of 102. And one of the privileges of being on the board is that the foundation allows each of its trustees to designate an annual charity of the trustee's choice to receive a foundation contribution. In 2008, I moved from Atlanta to Charlotte. Soon I joined St. John's Baptist Church and began singing with the Chancel Choir. Over the years, the WDAV Lessons and Carols has been a highlight of our church's Christmas. Several years ago, I learned that WDAV and the program was looking for new sponsors. And then it hit me. This program would be a wonderful and meaningful choice for the recipient of my trustees grant from the foundation. So these gifts have continued to help ensure the continuation of the lessons and carols as a gift to the people of Charlotte. I wonder, being invested literally in uh, the way the program is put together, whether you have any special memories from attending it in the past few years. I have a memory of the 2009 program, which was either its first or second year. I was brand new to Charlotte, brand new to the church, and I was just so impressed with the, the excellence of the music and the inspiring program, and that it was free as a gift to the public. So I've loved Lessons and Carols, since 2009, and I would say it's gotten better every year. It certainly has, and we thank you again for uh, making it possible. Dennis, I want to go back to you and ask you what it means to St. John's to have this tradition uh, now entering its second decade and, and to share it with the greater community through the collaboration uh, that you have with WDAV. St. John's, we will celebrate our centennial year in 2022. So for 100 years, this congregation has been part of this city and has grown in many ways into the, the fabric of this city. I think a lot of people, if they've been around Charlotte for decades, have learned over time that, that St. John's is very ecumenical, even interfaith in our orientation. We're very involved in community service and, and mission community ministries work, but we see it as part of our identity, really, uh, and our purpose in the world is to equip people to go out into the world and live as God's people. And so we sort of see when we're gathered is we should gather for worship, inspiration, encouragement, and then send folks out. And so it, it's almost as if this 
this event every year um, allows us to, to bring together those collaborations, those pieces of who we are, um, and then say to the city, not just we're here. Um, and and I, I, I was thinking again about all the collaboration that goes into this. You can't tell the Christmas story without all the characters. I mean, the innkeeper's important. <laughs> um, the donkey's important. Um, the, the magi are important after the birth and two or three years later, they're involved. Um, but all of those people, Herod is part of the story, the, the, the ways in which this couple has to go to be taxed. And uh, it, it's just, it's important that we realize this is a story of collaboration that brings together all of these different components of major parts and minor parts and many voices and says to people far and wide, you're not alone. And I think that's part of why this is important to say, John's. We love the arts and we love touching people's lives and encouraging and inspiring. We love being part of collaborative efforts. And, uh, and all of those components, um, you know, are, are at the table. They're, they're part of the weaving that happens to bring this tapestry forward. And, and we're grateful for all of that. I hadn't thought about trying to turn that tapestry image into stained glass window, David. I'm going to have to play with that. So, um, the great image. Kevin, let's pick up on the theme of collaboration that uh, Dennis introduced and have you talk about uh, why it's important for organizations like St. John's to collaborate with community partners on events like this one. Churches are places of service uh, and community. Uh, and it's always important uh, that we not only just serve ourselves, but that we are serving uh, the greater community, especially when you have something that uh, is so wonderful. I mean, this, this, this is education, not just for the brain, but for the brain and for the soul. And you want as many people uh, to hear about it and to experience it as possible. Uh, you know, if you want the world to be uh, a better place, you start by reaching out and, uh, any task, what you can do together is always more powerful than what you can do separate. Um, and church, church cannot exist without community. That's, that's part of what being church is. I'm just glad that, that I'm in a place that gets that and we get to enjoy it. David, I'm going to have you have the last word and ask you about a particular year or a specific performance that stands out in your memory for the way it fit into that beautiful stained glass that you created? What's interesting is I, I think the, the analogy can expand to each piece of glass being a year. And so over this decade, each year has its own color, its own shape, its own form, its own feel. You know, I agree with Patty that it's been getting better and better every year. I've been grateful for that. And, um, there was one year in particular, though, that stood out to me. It was 2014, and the North Carolina Baroque Orchestra brought an ensemble. And um, it was the last time we did that because um, the, the chancel at St. John's um, is, is intimate and, and beautiful. Um, and so to have all those people on stage was a, a bit of a nightmare, but it was beautiful. Just an exciting opportunity for 
Vox to sing with this fantastic Baroque orchestra. And it was, I think, relatively early on in their, their life. So it was great to introduce them to Charlotte. My favorite year is the one I'm working on, <laughs> you know? Well, I have a feeling that uh, this year, uh, those listening to the event will uh, find lots to be able to pick and choose from uh, that brings back very wonderful memories for them uh, because of the great job that you've done putting things together over the years. And by you, I mean all of you uh, on this uh, Zoom meeting and also uh, the great job that you've done picking it out for this retrospective special edition of the Lessons and Carols from St. John's. I just want to especially put a word out to the sound engineers and audio engineers yeah. who do this every year because it's a really hard gig. Very good. Um, we are, as opposed to a studio recording where you've got lots of space and you can space everybody out, um, it's a real challenge to record this. And Bob Rydell has been um, the the sound engineer for years. And Bruce Scott has been um, finalizing things on, on WDAVs end, and they always do such a spectacular job. It's great as a musician to not have to worry about all the technical stuff, but I just wanted to give them a shout out. I'm glad you did that, David. I wanted just to, to say, and I should have said this earlier, but I think that's part of that collaboration. It's the folks behind the scenes, our custodial staff and church staff and ministry staff, everyone, volunteers in the church. Uh, a stage has to be built, and we have a, a group of people who show up as soon as worship is over. Uh, portable walls and chancel furniture starts to be moved out, and, and an extension to the chancel begins to be constructed, and uh, it, it really is a group. Uh, it, it's like a large group of people come together to give a gift to the city. I've been speaking with David Tang of Firebird Arts Alliance, music director of the annual Charlotte Lessons and Carols from St. John's broadcast, which this year marks its 10th anniversary and which will be a special two-hour retrospective of past year's broadcasts. You can hear it comfortably and safely from the comfort of your home on Tuesday, December 1st at 7 p.m. with several repeats scheduled for the holiday season. And I also spoke with Reverend Dr. Dennis Faust of St. John's, the church's music director, James Kevin Gray, and Patricia Klein of the McClatchy Foundation. Everyone, thanks for speaking with me. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.